This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. For the Chicago Bulls, all I can say is it was it was a thing. I we, we never saw it coming. And after their what I thought was their best half of basketball all year, they collapsed. And there's it, it last night's game told a lot of stories, I think. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. And it was hard to focus, especially in that fourth quarter. Obviously, I do want to say hope DeMar Hamlin is doing okay. We haven't gotten many updates yet, but it was very hard to focus on the game with that going on. Yeah, I'm glad you time. said that. I'm, I'm glad you said that because the, the experience of watching that, and then we happened to flip over at just the time when we realized something awful yeah. potentially was going on. It, di- it did make for a disjointed sports consumption night. It did. However, we still need to do our jobs. But Donovan Mitchell just ate them alive in that second half. And Stacy mentioned before the start of the second half, he said he had a quiet 16 in the first. And he said if if they hold him to that and they play that defense again, they'll be just fine. They allowed a season-low 47 points in the first half. And then a season-high 83 in the second. That's too many. Thank you. That's solid analysis. 83. I, 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 we should we should definitely recap. We've been away for a we're we yes. are back from our uh, Christmas and New Year's trip to Mexico, and he survived. And we mentioned last time that in episode six, a little concerned about this guy turning eighteen and legal drinking age in Mexico, but he actually was kind enough to leave some tequila for the rest of us and not drink all of it. But what was it? A spicy margarita that you were drinking? Yeah, I couldn't stop drinking those. They're really good. They, they taste great, and they're very – I feel like I could get very drunk off of those if I had one too many, but you, I, I, I had my fair share. I thought you were very well-behaved. I was very impressed. And I, I'm I, not too. I, I thought you were very well-behaved. I, I, was a, I was a bit concerned, and you, uh, you alleviated my concerns. But since we have been gone, the Bulls lost to Houston. Bad loss. That was awful. I didn't really see it, but I just knew it happened. Terrible loss for all the usual terrible loss Bulls reasons. Didn't take the opponent seriously. Got down early. Had to fight too hard to come back. And the young, hungry team with lots of length and athleticism and Alperin Sangoon was too much for them. He's good. He is good. And we've seen that story before. And I think you look at the OKC game where they lost. I believe that was also an overtime loss. It seemed they struggle with young athleticism and they did beat detroit which was well they beat milwaukee 
that's not young athleticism, though. Uh, th- exactly. Milwaukee that's is. What a, I mean, Milwaukee is a good matchup for them because they that's don't have those little long springy guys, except for one guy. But that that's what I'm trying to say is that those are the teams that the Bulls struggle against. I think that when they play a team like Orlando, I think they're going to get boat raced. I, I seriously think they could lose by 10 plus points against Orlando and Boncaro will have a 30 plus point game. I'm scared of teams like that. And the last time they played Orlando and lost to them, Boncaro wasn't even playing. Right. They lost to Cleveland and then they lost to Cleveland. And that's the one we got to come home to. And the first one that we see is that game last night where Donovan Mitchell ends up with an NBA season high and franchise record 71 points. Can you name the other six players to score 70 in a game? Kobe. Kobe. Wilt. Wilt. Devin Booker. Booker. Uh, Elgin Baylor? Yes. That's the hard one. That's the hard one? I, for me, it is. Are the other two? Jordan didn't score no. 70. Yeah. 69. I think, I think Gronk said about congratulatory. Oh, telegram. did you see his quote today? No. I don't know if it, I, recently he Gronk said that if he were to unretire, he would wear number 69. <laughs> he did just so that every and he would still be a tight end. But every single time he came to the game, the ref would have to say number 69 is eligible to be a receiver. So basically, he just wanted to hear the yes. ref keep saying 69. And someone commented as if there was a, a penalty flag on Rob Gronkowski. It said illegal touching number 69. <sighs> okay, sorry. Um, a little bit backtracked. The other two. Oh, who's the only NBA player to try to wear number 69 and was denied by the league? Had to be Rodman. Yep, in Dallas. Yeah, it ha- was. Had to be. Um, the other two, real quick. 1978 and... Not Kareem. No, it was David Thompson. That's the that's the hard one. Not for me, it's not. I'm old. Well, he yeah, he's good. He was he, great, but... The, he's I don't, good. I don't he think, scored 70 points in a game. I don't, I don't think good. of him as, for some reason, I don't think of him as on that tier. And the, the last is David Robinson, ah, who did it on the last okay. day of the season to win the scoring title over Shaq, I believe, because he needed to outscore Shaq by like 33 points, and they got him 73 total to, to win the scoring title over Shaq. That's pretty good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I will tell you that what Donovan Mitchell did and the realization, watching him understand what he could do against the Bulls, because once he got Caruso and he realized, oh, your absolute best defender can't stop me. And you don't have a big that I can't go past. You don't have a guard that isn't going to fall for my first step that I can't get side to side on once he knew it there was nothing they could do about it and what hit home for me was how it underscored how regardless of everything else that's going on they can be sharing the ball popping it around making shots making good decisions getting deflections scoring off turnovers and they're still so close to disaster 
everything about it. And I think the biggest part of that is when you shoot a high volume of twos. You you can score at a high rate, but when other teams... It, it was happening last night. They would go up five. DeMar would hit a two, and then it'd be cut to a four-point game because Chetty Osman hit one from 35 feet. It, it just seems like... Jarrell Neto is, is knocking one down. I love hits yeah. another one. Yeah. It's, it seems like every single time they get a two in crunch time, the other team hits a three. And it's very frustrating. You You look at teams like that, and maybe historically... They win, not now. Well, there's the, no way they win now, and they're they can't they can't keep up with high three point shot volume teams, high volume three point shot teams. Even they, normal they can't volume. Do that. That's true because they're not normal volume. They were they. I think Bulls made ten threes. The Cavs made sixteen, which normally wouldn't be That's eighteen points. It normally wouldn't be that big a spread, but. The the way they've got to balance the math, and I think we've talked about it here on the OWC pod before, but the way they have to balance the math is twofold. They have to take more free throws and make more free throws. And they just have to have more shot opportunities. they got to have more possessions. And I have no idea what has gone on in the last two weeks with allowing offensive rebounds. Jared Allen had six offensive rebounds, and that is that they cannot sustain if they're allowing teams multiple chances because it's hard enough to get a stop, and you applaud them for getting a stop. And unless you get grab the defensive rebound after the stop, there's no point. All you did was make yourself tired and give that team another chance. And the Knicks showed it too. When the Knicks had those... Mitchell Robinson, those, Well, it, when he and Sims were out there, this is something that Joe Cowley mentioned uh, when we were talking to him earlier, that teams that have two actual bigs just rip the Bulls a new one. Yeah. Because they can't stay with both of them. It, it doesn't Are you saying it when they play at the same yes. time? Yes. Okay. I saw the other, I think it was last, yeah, it was last night when uh, Drummond and Vooch were in at the same time. And that, what, are they ever going to try that if, they can't solve their offensive rebound problem. And you said that they, within the past few weeks, have been 28th in offensive or second second chance, chance points, points allowed. allowed. And and before then, they were second in the league. And it's a five-point difference or something. Correct. Like I want to say it's like the first 27 games, they were second in the league in allowing the fewest second chance points. And in the last 10 games, they're near the bottom of the league. And some of that is teams just realizing matchups, lineups. Maybe it's not having Javante for a lot of those games. Is that part of it? Can it I'm be? biased, so you can't really I, ask me that no, question. No, but you, but you can look at it objectively. I, he makes a difference. He always has those hustle rebounds. And even when he, he has some surprise offensive rebounds where he just comes out of nowhere and he tips it back and they have another possession. I don't I feel like he that's where he helps more when it comes to rebounding. However, I think his presence matters a lot defensively. And you you see Patrick Williams, that that play was his fault at the end of the game. He didn't box out the shooter. Yes, it was a lane violation. The NBA comes out and says that again, but when you look at I, I don't I'm not one of the people that's gonna say, oh, they should have won because of X because there was the wrong call by the referee. It even happened in the first game against the Cavs. It's like the last were... three games, yeah. But you 
to, why are you in that position? That Cavs team is injured. They didn't have Darius Garland, who's an all-star point guard. They didn't have Evan Mobley, who's a borderline all-star big. And you're you're pretty much healthy except for Javante. And you lose to those teams. And, and, Lonzo. You're, and But he's been out the whole year. You can't really say that. I know. That's I, viol- I, I got I to gotta put a dollar in the jar. I violated my rule. I, Lonzo's almost non-factor at this point, which sucks. Everybody wants him back. But that you don't want to be in positions against teams that are injured and that they've been in positions. They've allowed themselves to be in those positions, especially when you have your best first half of the year and then defensively your worst second half. You can't just, you can't take your foot off the gas. You just can't, you can't until it gets to garbage time and you throw Carly Jones in there for a second. Like that's, that's when you can say, okay, we're fine. You're in, you're in the NBA, and when you have when you're facing a star like Donovan Mitchell, I feel like the game is never going to be over until it's over. 